A long time ago in a galaxy far away, we were once new and afraid of everything. <laughs> but now we've got Yoda on our side and we're experienced Jedis. <laughs> right, Kelsey? <laughs> that is so right, Morgan. And today we're going to share our experiences with getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. We're your hosts, Kelsey Skywalker <laughs> and Morgan Vader. And we are here with a Star Wars Day special. Welcome to Actually, a podcast. Bum, 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 So we thought this topic was important to talk about because stepping outside of your comfort zone can help you build confidence as you overcome new challenges and the newfound confidence that you gain can help you take on new opportunities and responsibilities within your career. Just like us singing the Star Wars theme song that is going to lead to a record deal for yes, sure. That was a labor of love. Disney's going to hire us <laughs> for sure. So today's a super special day because it is May 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars Day. And fun fact about today, um, it is actually my three-year anniversary of being in the channel. Channel anniversary. (laughs) The only reason I remember that this is my channel anniversary is because that it is Star Wars Day. And I remember I was joining the IT space on Star Wars Day, which is... Yeah, it's special. The nerdiest day of all the days. Yeah. I joined unfairly. On, I joined on MLK Day. <laughs> Good days. Good days. Well, you know, I think that when we were talking about what we wanted to do for our Star Wars Day, it really got us thinking about, you know, three years ago when I joined versus today who I am. And from when you joined on MLK Day versus mm-hmm. when you joined today. We have changed a lot. I think that we've gone through a lot of growing pains. I think that we've gone through a lot of just overall development. And we've transformed from Padawan to Jedi. Oh, look at you. Look at us. Since we've entered the space. And I think one of the biggest challenges that we've both experienced is going to be our confidence, right, Kelsey? I'd say that that wasn't a challenge, but more of a benefit. What? <laughs> you said one of the <laughs> challenges we've experienced. One of the biggest challenges we face is having our own confidence. Yes. I like, know. I think that, like, I know that when I joined, I had very little confidence in myself, in my performance, in, like, me overall. And I think that's changed. Do you? Yeah. No, absolutely. I also feel like a really big um, trend in the time that we've been here and growing together is becoming comfortable with the uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. you know, not everything we do is the easiest or comes the most naturally to you. And so that has been something we've both kind of had to grow with. Right. I think that one of the 
one thing that has really stuck with me about this is like no good change comes from comfortability. Ooh. I I don't remember who told me. I think it was my mom, honestly. I like that. Me. But it it's so still true. That's true, Val. It's so true. It really is. Um, you know, if you're uncomfortable, that means that there's growth and there's vulnerability and there's change that's happening and you're becoming a better person you're growing your skill set nothing good comes from being stagnant and being the same so amen so in the spirit of being transparent um what are some of the things that maybe made you a little uncomfortable when you were new morgan Mm. i think the first thing that made me I, i think the space in general made me uncomfortable and very scared um just having like it professionals around yeah the the space is very scary from an outside perspective when you're first coming in and so i think that was like the biggest thing yeah scared me i mean even just doing this little cutesy themed podcast today i don't know anything about star wars (laughs) (laughs) so like yeah I work in IT and I don't know anything about Star Wars. Like, Have you seen the movies? Shut up. <laughs> I've Kelsey. seen Rogue One because when my ex-boyfriend, he was my boyfriend <laughs> at the time, when he graduated college, I got him midnight premiere tickets uh, to see it. What it um, I don't I don't know this girl. I just my dad has a Star Wars Lego stormtrooper tattoo. Oh, I was telling you today. Oh my god. You didn't tell me this when we were prepping for it. I said I've also not seen Lord of the Rings. You said not. Yeah, but I thought like you just also, I haven't seen it, by the way, because I made a Lord of the Rings reference. I didn't think you hadn't seen it. That was me, including <gasps> Star Wars. I'm upset. I ha- I am I've a played, Star Wars fan over here. I've played the Lego Star Wars video okay. game for the PlayStation right. 2. PS2. I don't know you. <laughs> We learn something about each other every week. I just learned that Kelsey's been faking her Star Wars fandom <laughs> for the entire <laughs> You were you don't. You don't. I know. You were dropping quotes though. You're like, that was Yoda. And I'm like, I was, was Googling it. You made so one good. of the reference search <laughs> that was me reading off of Google. So um I'm the only fan over here, so I'm only the one allowed to make references at this point. What? It's Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> I can you can have development. You can have Cinco de Mayo. I will take Star Wars. Day. Do you not know Arrested Development Cinco de Cuatro? I haven't watched that part. Oh, they celebrate May Fourth. That's Kelsey. Okay, let's get back on track. All right. Um, I'm yes, still- joining the space is intimidating. I will say also personally, um, talking to people at the booth was one of the first scary things yeah, for me. Same here. Um, the last company I worked at, I was honestly able to kind of coast under the radar and not really talk about the product because we always had salespeople with us who could speak mm. to it better. They got commission off of speaking to people. So they kind of like brushed me off anyway. And when I joined the company I'm with now, I had to talk to people about technical things and it was yeah. scary mm-hmm. because like I just... I don't want to be wrong. Right. Well, and that, like, for me, I luckily had Scully to lean on yeah. in my first, like, I don't know, probably 10 shows. I had him at with me at every event. So 
he really helped boost my confidence and talk about things. And he's like, if you don't know something, just say you don't know it. Yeah. Like it's not, there's nothing wrong with that because it was just the two of us and we aren't sales engineers. I learned recently from Lori Tisnai that I shouldn't say that I'm not technical. Yeah. I should say I'm not a sales engineer. Oh, it's okay. a good way of re reframing that kind of topic because I'm not a sales engineer. Yeah. And it's just a good way to go about conversations like that. So I've started yeah. saying that when I'm at the booth, when I don't know an answer to something, because our product at my company is, is pretty Super technical, very technical. And I'm very transparent and just say, I'm not a sales engineer, but I can get you that answer from somebody that is like, I'll get you a sales engineer. But anyways, I had, I always had somebody to lean on. Yeah. So I, and I think that's where I kind of got some of my confidence where I was like, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I can get it. Yeah. And Mary has always been really big on saying like, you don't know what you don't know. Yes. And it's okay to not know what you don't know. Totally. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, it was always me and Jimmy and Jimmy is so knowledgeable on so many things, but I also just personally like didn't want to have to lean on him. Yeah. Um, but it came with just being around and listening. Um, I'd say another honestly really hard thing that I still a little bit kind of panic and struggle with is like going to the breakfasts or lunches mm. at these events. You know, you walk in with like a plate full of food and you're just looking at all these tables full of people. And it's like you're in middle school in the cafeteria. Yeah. Again. Like those feelings just flood over you. You like know, finding a seat at the table, finding somebody that you can sit with yeah. and talk to. Yeah. Why do you think that that scares you now? Because we know people. Yeah. Because like you can always find somebody that you know. Yeah. But like in middle school, like it's scary and people aren't nice. Now people are nice. Now I sit down at a table, you know, I say like, oh, is this seat taken? And people are always like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. And then other people walk up and I, guys, I pull the same joke every time. They say, is this seat taken? And I say, by you. <laughs> or I'll be like, it's the cool table now that you sat down. Yeah. Like, I make the stupidest jokes. That's breaking the ice. And that's yeah, you are it kind of makes people a little bit comfortable. Except I did just find out recently that we're cringy. So maybe I shouldn't I say that that's a good one. I'm sorry to break it to you. We are kind of cringy. I'm not. I don't think I am. I, I think, think you're cooler than I am. I think you're cooler than I am. Yeah, that's not true. <laughs> well, one of the biggest things now, still, like, I don't think I'm that afraid of going to the booth. Like, no, oh, yeah, I mean, God, we do that every I, week. I know. <laughs> I figured it out at this point, but something, and I think this hopefully resonates with like almost everyone that I've talked to is public speaking. Yeah. I have always been afraid of public speaking. Like I remember in my public speaking class in college, I would have to give like a five to 10 minute presentation on something that I could write about. And yeah. I would be shaking in front of my like 20 person class. Shaking in your boots. Shaking in my boots for no reason at all. Like looking yeah. back, I've never seen those people since, but it's something that like I still get really nervous about. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I definitely, <laughs> I've spoken a little bit more and I'm to the point now that like, I don't even get nervous. Oh, that's good. Like to get up. I'm a little bit like, Ooh, but then I get up there and it's like cool and easy. 
And then I get off stage, I like, oh, get the shakes, whatever. But I really don't get that nervous about mm-hmm. it anymore because I try to look at it as like, I'm, I want to talk to these people anyway. And right now they're a captive audience. They can't ask way. me questions. Mm. All they have to do is listen to me. So I'm going to tell them some jokes. <laughs> I'm going to make them raise their hands at things that I ask. And I'm going to make them leave, leave them asking questions. That's a good way of thinking about it. <laughs> I think I haven't like done public speaking in seven months now like this will be my first time coming up in a couple of weeks and I am I have a standing I know I I have a standing meeting with Will twice a week where we're just reviewing the presentation because I'm so nervous for it I know I'm excited for you I will be excited I'm trying to change that's the other thing behind it oh girl I'm trying to that's a point we've got Uh, I'm trying to turn my anxiety and fear around it into excitement for it. Yeah. So just thought it's a really good point. Yeah. No, I took a public speaker training in December with Dave Rindall. Love him. And one of the things he talked about is that anxiety that you feel is the same chemical in your brain as excitement. It's Mm -hmm. adrenaline. And so literally you just have to say, oh, I'm not nervous. I'm excited. Yeah. Because it feels the exact same way. Your body just doesn't know how to process it. Yeah. So that's helped a lot. This is the last time I'm going to say I'm anxious for it rather than I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I'm excited excited for for the opportunity. I'm excited to speak in front of MSPs in Newark. Yes, you are. Because (laughs) Newark is such a fun place. Beautiful. And MSPs want to hear from you. They do. They really do. Manifestation is real. So you still get scared of going to breakfast is there anything else that you're kind of nervous about I mean I I wouldn't say I get scared I just say every time I walk in and I'm holding my food and I look at the people like I get that same feeling in my stomach um I definitely literally this morning actually I took a CrossFit class with Tiffany I know um and that was that was scary I'm not a CrossFitter CrossFit has a reputation for being intense and terrifying and awful. Mm-hmm. And she invited me because she's in town for Evolve. And I was honored to be included. So I said, yes, I'm trying to say yes to more things. And awesome. yeah, I went to CrossFit and I was honest with the instructor that I've never done this before. I shared with him what um, physical activity I do every week and like, you know, what experience I have. And he was really patient with me. I mean, everybody's new at some point, you know, there were certain things I just couldn't do. And he was like, don't even worry about that. Just work on this part of it. Yeah. And then there were handstands and everybody knows all of the handstands. So he was like, yeah, can you do one? And I said, yes. And he said, great, just go do that. And I was like, awesome. There you go. So I'm really glad that I did it. We're actually planning another group to get together and go again in a couple Love days. Um, you are more than welcome to join. <laughs> I... I'm so intimidated by CrossFit, not because I'm uncomfortable, but just because I, maybe it goes hand in hand. Maybe we're getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. Oh, but I'm also not a peer pressurer, so. That's true. I just don't <laughs> love that kind of yeah workout. I think that that's my mindset. That's fair. It, but... um, my body's not loving it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you that. But that is something, you know, a big part of my job is community. And I think it's important to connect with people within the community. Also, Tiffany and I, yeah, Tiffany and I are close in age. Like, 
maybe someday she and I will have some sort of personal project like this mm-hmm. together. You know, like who knows? This is start. It wasn't Newark. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. <laughs> um, but it was something. It was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if I do it again on my own, but you know, but you tried something new. I did, and mm-hmm. you went outside of your comfort zone, and yes. you did something that wasn't regular. And yeah. I think that that led to some growth, right? Oh yeah, some muscle, some muscle growth. <laughs> so. I think the moral of the story is instead of focusing on what we can't control, um, focusing on your reactions and what you can control is super important. Yeah. So, you know, reminding yourself that we're all human, we all make mistakes and it's okay to not know things, you know, um, remembering that even though it's scary, we'll get something from it. And, you know, there's, there's growth somewhere. Yeah. I think that the biggest thing for me on like the fear behind doing some of these things is the fear of failure. Totally. And I think that's really what drives me. I had a sales leader one time, like asked me if I was motivated by success or fear of failure. And I was 100% fear of failure. Like I want to do a good job because I don't want to fail. Absolutely. Like I am motivated by the fear of failing at a job, a presentation yeah. at, you know, social interactions, I guess. <laughs> like, I think that's like really what drives me. And yeah. I need to like, sometimes I think that's a benefit. Yeah. My dad has told me that that's what keeps people good at their jobs. Fear of failure. <laughs> that's true. I mean, like, I think that kind of is like a humbling thing too. Like people that are afraid of failure are very humble. Did I just plug myself? Wow. Whoopsie. The humility. I'm so humble, (laughs) y'all. But I really. (laughs) Another thing from that public speaker training I took um, was, I believe it was an Oscar Wilde quote. Very well could be wrong. I'm not going to look it up right now. But every good public speaker once started as a bad public speaker. You know, even if you're failing. You're getting better if Absolutely. you're learning from it. No, I'm not yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you're learning from it, you're getting better. If you're just failing every time, you're you're failing. You're just failing. Yeah, you're bad at what you're doing, and you need to reconsider your life. Yeah, <laughs> and I think that goes down to like every single thing that I personally do is like if I fail at something, I'm gonna learn from that mistake. Like, yeah. I'm trying to think of something right off the top of my head that I've failed at. Well, I mean, I've definitely failed at public speaking. I remember my first ever public speaking spot was at a small little like focus group, I want to say, but it was at a small road show that we had last year. And there were probably like 10 people there. And I was walking up to give my presentation and I had my notes written down mm-hmm. and somebody took the notes <gasps> like out of my hand. What? And they whispered to me, they were like, if you use these now, you're going to use these forever. (gasps) And so I immediately like go up there and I say hello. And I blanked on everything and just rambled. I was supposed to talk for five minutes. I talked for two because I just could like, I froze up so much. And like, in my eyes, that was a huge failure. Like I- was not a failure. You were not set up for success. But it's okay. Like, yeah. you know what I learned was to rely on the unexpected. That's fair. Like, be prepared for... Be prepared. Be prepared for, 
you know, anything that comes your way. So for my next presentation, I'd say it went a lot better. Like I did have notes in front of me, which it was fine, but I tried my hardest to not rely on them. Yeah. Because I didn't want to rely on them forever. And it's something that stuck with me. Like, yeah, if I keep reading off of my notes for the rest of my presentation in life, then I'm always going to rely on those notes. Sure. So. I mean, I definitely, my first speaking spot was only two minutes. And honestly, I completely memorized the whole thing because it was only two minutes. I remember that. Yeah. But I had notes with me and I didn't look at them. Um, And so the next couple of times I spoke, I didn't have notes because I was like, oh, I don't need them. (laughs) Um, Spoiler, I did. So then the next time I just embraced it and I told everyone because I went after Julie um, with, yeah, yeah, Maravelli. Is that how you say her last Mm -hmm. name? I went after her and she is so engaging as a speaker that I legitimately said, hey, guys, I'm sorry. I'm still really new at this. This is my emotional support notebook (laughs) and I am not going to be as good as Julie was. So just prepare yourself. (laughs) And it got a decent laugh. Good. And now, um, yeah, I have nice color coded note cards. If you try to take those from me, like I will fight you. I'll probably bite. (laughs) Like, no, those are going on stage with me. And it's really nice for me to not to lose my place and to remember, okay, now I mentioned this, you know, like there's just so much. I can't believe that person took notes from you. That's okay. It may be grown since then. Yeah, I didn't. So I failed, but I learned from it. Yeah. So on the topic of getting comfortable with the uncomfortable, Kelsey, I'd like to hear a story of how you've taken a risk and hearing the pros and cons of that, because That's obviously a huge, uncomfortable state. Yeah. So I'd say, honestly, um, changing jobs Mm -hmm. and coming to the team that I'm on now was a pretty big risk. Yeah. Um, It was hard because no one had ever heard of the company. And so when I first started sharing that I was moving, I got like a very, like a very common theme was, I've never heard of them. Mm -hmm. Like, are you sure that's a good idea? And then with my family... You know, they were like, well, you haven't really been with this company for all that long. I'd been there a little over a year and I had other people like career mentors telling me that doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, spending a bunch of time at one place doesn't matter. Like it's fine. But it was hard because like, yes, my mentor is saying this, but my family's being like, are you making a mistake? Yeah. And then my friends are, you know, my friends in the industry are like, we've never heard of this place. And so it was definitely a calculated risk. And at the time it felt worth the chance. And I'd say that chance paid off. Yeah, absolutely. Still fine. Um, you know, people ask me, well, people used to ask me a lot more, like, are you still happy with the decision you made? And my answer was always, yes, I am. I didn't burn any bridges. Like I am happy with how things went, but yeah, that was definitely, I mean, it was risky. It's hard to leave a job. Like, yeah. I, honestly, like I compared it to a breakup Yeah, when it was happening. It's like, I see these people every day. Like I start to like include them in my life and then we're just having this clean break. So, yeah. Um, my- what about you, Morgan? Yeah, mine is the exact same. Like I also went to a startup from my first channel role and I actually had the opposite response. Like my family was pushing me to leave because I was Okay. Kind of miserable in where I was at just with my career. And they were pushing me to look for other endeavors. And the people on my, not my mentors, my mentors were always like supporting me. And actually, 
Robin Miller introduced me to the hiring manager at my next role. So it worked out pretty well, but everyone at my organization was like, you, you can't leave. You can't do this. This is a risk. It's a startup. Like you shouldn't make this move. Um, like all, all the things that come with like when you try to leave an organization. Um, but it was really risky. And for me, and unfortunately like didn't work out in the end because the startup, it didn't go nothing went as planned essentially. So it was a risk, but I'm really, really glad that I took it because I did make more relationships and connections with so many different people. Like you and I wouldn't have met if I didn't make the leap that I did. Yeah. Um, we wouldn't have had our webinar series or (laughs) have this podcast if I hadn't like made that jump. And also like some of my closest like friends and mentors besides you are from my last like job that I had. Yeah. Like two of my, the people that I reported to are some of my like closest mentors and friends at this point. Like I'm pretty sure I talked to Ola and Mary at least once a week. I would say more often than that. Um, But you know, it's really hard. Like I had a lot of doubt going into making a jump like that because I didn't feel like I deserved it kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's also funny you mentioned that about your old company, you know, whatever they came with you. Um, you worked with people from the company that I left, like while you were there, oh, Goldie and Mary. Yeah. It's it's just funny how it all works out. Like speaking of other people who have influenced <laughs> us, um, learning from other people who have been in your shoes before, learned from the risks that they've taken and stepped outside of their comfort zone. Um, are definitely super valuable resources. Mm-hmm. Um, they've seen it, they've done it, they've grown from it. Yeah. Um, do you have someone who has potentially encouraged you? I've had a lot of people that have encouraged me. Um, and I feel bad just naming one, so yeah. I'm gonna name a few. Okay. But Mary Signorelli has been super encouraging of me in every almost aspect of my life. Like she encouraged me <laughs> to, to get, get the dog. dog. My sweet little baby. Hi, boy. Not sure. She encouraged me to get a Bernese Mountain Dog, and it was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Um, but also just like career-wise, she's like helped me grow. She really pushed me outside of my comfort zone and had me start new kids on the flock. Yeah. And but she pushed me out of my comfort zone to make me do a pod not a podcast, make me do the webinar series. Yeah. And that helped me grow my confidence a lot. And, and then Ola um, Vitkevich as well has been a really big mentor in my life. When I was looking at my next endeavors, she was really supportive and heard me and gave me the feedback I needed. And like, even now, like if I have something where I'm like, okay, I'm anxious slash excited for my upcoming speaking spot. Yeah. Like, can you help me? She'll be like, yeah, let me hop on a call with you and we yeah. can do your presentation together. Yeah. Um, she's been super, super, super supportive. And then I think from the start, my longest mentor has been Robin Miller. Um, when I told her I was looking for other endeavors, she like hopped on right away, made introductions to so many people for me. Um, a really trusted person where I felt like I could fight in and make sure like I was happy with my next move mm-hmm. and my career choices. And she was always just like a person that would support me no matter what. Yeah. 
So, but there's a lot of others out there that I'm not naming right now yeah. for the sake of time. But what about you? Um, well, I'd say Jimmy is probably one of the first that comes to mind because you mentioned Mary encouraged you to start new kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Jimmy's the reason I ever spoke on stage because he was just like, Hey, I can't do this. This is going to be you. Like you got this. And it's only grown since then. Um, he's also obviously encouraged me to feel confident in my knowledge about the product and talking to people. I mean, he sent me to events by myself. Like, obviously he believes in me and, you know, it wants me to do great things and he knows that I will. So that's definitely a really high one. Um, Honestly, one that came to mind is you were kind of wrapping up yours. Robin helped me when I was initially looking for a job. Robin and Kathy Tran. Mm. Um, love her. Love Kathy. So, Mary and Ola are amazing. Obviously, I don't have as close of a relationship with them as you. But um, Rob Ray, once Rob. again, he gets another shout out. Um, Rob is incredibly influential in yes. this space. And for him to encourage us to keep doing our silly little podcast with only six listeners <laughs> um, is really cool. And for, you know, to know that we have the support of someone yeah. who is so important, but still makes the time for us and considers us to be important. Like that's really cool and also encouraging. Yeah. So I'd say that's my list. Like I would say that we had the craziest four weeks to Ooh. date, probably. We have recorded every single episode on the road. I just closed all my rings in case you guys <laughs> could hear that. But I honestly am so encouraged and driven, not only because we love to do this, but because of the people that have supported us, yeah. like Rob. And like anyone who says, like, I listen to your podcast, like Kathy mentioned to me in passing last week, she was like, I listen to your podcast. I was <laughs> like, Can I hug you? Really? That's so nice. Yeah. Yes. No, Brianna Rubino, Renee McLaughlin, and Gosh, Connor Swam, like all these people are just like mentioning passing. Oh yeah, I listened to your podcast. I'm like, like you did, you did. Like I know we put it out there, but I'm like, whoa, people are listening. I love and like that. referencing me. Like that's so cool, and we love y'all. And I think why haven't we mentioned this? Like this is like the biggest thing of getting out of our comfort zone. Oh my god, you're so right. I think it's because truthfully, guys, we are so comfortable together. We're sitting on a couch, you know, like we are in comfy clothes. But, like, actually doing this and then putting it out into the world. So, like, once we publish this, that's the scary part. Especially since we're so cringy. (laughs) I'm sorry that I said anything. It's fine. I'm comfortable with being comfortable. I'm comfortable posting on LinkedIn. I'm comfortable recording a podcast. I don't really care if I'm cringy. I'm fine to be cringy. I know I am. I embrace it. Because I may be cringe, but I'm free. I am free too. I am free too. But really, I think the biggest thing behind all of this is like changing your mindset. And absolutely, it will really help you break free from all the limits that you kind of put on yourself. We talk a lot like about manifestation. I don't know if our listeners are on the manifestation train. A little woo woo. A little. Gotta put the bleep button on her. Believe it. Um, but it really, it is a true thing. Like, yeah, you speak it into existence. You speak it into existence. Like the law of attraction is all about like 
thinking something about thinking what you want and then how you feel from that. Yeah. And that will ring true. You know, I've also just started saying I am so lucky and things work out for me. Oh, dude, it's a powerful one. The first day I said it, I won best presentation at an event where I was like, (laughs) I did. I am so lucky and things work out for me. I mean, I put in the work. I work hard. But I am also so lucky. And things work out for for me. I encourage our listeners, start just once a day, even if it feels silly. Do it for like a week. See what happens. And maybe, maybe it's just you being more noticeable, noticing what's happening. I don't care. It's making you more mindful. Something happened. I don't remember what it was, but it was a day where... So Mercury is in retrograde right now. Do Do you guys know that? Yes. Kelsey knows it, but I hope everyone else knows Well, I don't know Star Wars, so what does that tell you? (laughs) It tells me a lot about you. Um, But yesterday, it was, like, so... My day started off horrible. Like, horrible. Horrible. Like, I woke up late, and my flight was at 10 a.m. I needed to be at the airport by 8.45 to make sure I got my coffee and got to my gate on time for boarding. And... I woke up at like eight and I was running like super late on time. And then when I got to the airport or like in the car on the way to the airport, I realized I never booked a hotel for this week of stay. And I was like, okay, now I've got to try to figure that out in between my flights. And I'm calling the hotel just to see if I like accidentally did book a book a reservation. And I just didn't remember. couldn't find it in my email and I didn't. And so I'm messaging some of our team and I'm like, can you try to book something for me? And I can't get through to any hotels. And it was just like going, going, going. My flights got delayed on the way here. I showed up like an hour before we were supposed to have booth time. And I'm just like so stressed about it. And I realized like halfway through the day, I was like, you know what? This is a product of my own manifestation. Like I'm not thinking positively and I'm just letting all these negative thoughts run wild and pile up. And it's just going to keep going like this until I start to change my mindset. And what did I do? I changed my mindset and, and you ordered Shake Shack and you went to bed. And honestly, that was exactly what I needed. Yeah, (laughs) I know. But today has been much better. Good. I'm glad. I don't know. You've spent a lot of the day with me. I have. So Our key takeaways, surround yourself with people who can share stories that help you surround yourself with people who encourage you surround your mind with positive thinking and just try do or do not. There is no try. Wow. Sorry. Let me say that again. Do or do not. There is no try. (laughs) Kermit the Frog. (laughs) Do or do not. Oh, whatever. You get the gist. <laughs> I mean, between that and our good rendition of the theme song, we're really, we're killing, really it. killing it today. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to another Actually a Podcast episode. We love and appreciate every single one of you. Happy Star Wars Day. I hope that the beginning of May is treating everyone well. And while you're out there facing your fears, may the force be with you. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye.